This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. Place to Be Nation, welcome back to PCBN's NBA Team Podcast. We have a little bit of a special bottle episode or bottle of wine whatever you like for thanksgiving i hope everybody well, has a happy one this is this is the rare andrew reesh is on vacation for once yeah so we yeah, gotta I'm, tape uh, an episode i'm, I'm invest i'm scouting my new favorite team the orlando magic in orlando florida i'm on top of cinderella's castle watching paulo bankero practice as we speak so <laughs> let me let me ask you this you've been to disney world multiple times yeah, this is fourth in the last five years. Where how do how do you people like what's like? Oh, I gotta go there every year and see the exact same things. Do you remember Matthew Fox and Lost, Jack? Not really. Okay, there's a meme from a famous line where he, you know, they they got off the island years later because of flash forward, and then they realized they had, they made a terrible mistake, and he goes, "We have to go back." Every single time we get out of there. The first thought we have is, man, we got to go back. <laughs> it's like an addiction. It's like an addiction. I mean, the I NBA is like that. I you know, even it. even like in the NBA, I will watch like the most meaningless games, and like you'll feel like you got nothing out of it. And the next morning, I'll wake up. I'm like, I got to watch more games. Like it's an addiction. That's what it See, is. See, I I my NBA watching is very skewed. Like I you know, I've mentioned over the years. I do not like watching good teams. I especially that's now, really early. hilarious. That's really hilarious from a guy who lives in a town with a team that's won 16 titles and they're on route to win the 17th. Come local on. local coverage does not count because I have them here. They're uh-huh. on every game. But uh-huh. if there's a national game, if you're if you're let's go, it's Golden State versus Phoenix. No, don't want to watch it. It's Lakers versus Miami. Don't want to watch it. Why? Because I know I'm going to see them in the playoffs. I know I'm going to see them on the ABC games in March and April. So I like watching the crappier teams so I can watch these players who just sort of fall through the cracks and are just good, but... I think the talent level of the league and the depth of the talent level of the league is helping because now we're, I think we're just going to see more competitive games. We're just going to see a lot more good games, quote unquote. Well, as we mentioned with previews even the bad teams are way better than bad teams yeah it's like last season with the thunder oh they're gonna be terrible are you sure because they got shea gilge alexander and josh giddy and they're not bad (laughs) you know so everybody's got potential it's just a matter of whether or not you have the opportunity within the regular season to tap into it so all right so tell us about this theme you've come up for that we are going to talk about this. So there, so there's a major holiday called Thanksgiving. It happens in November. Have you heard of it? It is exclusively American. I am <laughs> aware of that, yes. I am not touching that. <laughs> um, well, it's it, true. There's no other Thanksgiving. Canadian Thanksgiving is October-ish, I think. Yeah. The only that's one celebrates a, it. That's a, it's, a, it's an American holiday. They don't have Thanksgiving in Europe or South America well, or anywhere thing. else other than the United States. Here's the funny thing. So obviously Christmas is the driving force of all marketing in the United States and eh, kind of the world, but mostly the United States. And in Disney World, they get started early. Uh, I think they start right after Halloween. 
with the decorations and the different Christmas themes. Like they, it's not that they skip Thanksgiving. Also, retail stores. I don't know if you've been walking through your grocery stores and just seeing Christmas themes pop up everywhere. Not that Halloween. Of course, you know, it's Thanksgiving like, is as a as a person who doesn't like Thanksgiving and doesn't really enjoy the food there. I'm all for Christmas coming early, with the Chris, exception of the Christmas music. Christmas is Nikola Jokic, and Thanksgiving is Bruce Brown. Okay, <laughs> that's what it is. Like, it's nice to have, but you don't need it. Does that make sense? You need Dickler Jokic. You need Christmas. People that's make one day. too much. Christmas is the one day where I, I know we're not, this isn't a Christmas episode, but that's the one day where I just don't want to work. I don't want to work on Christmas. It's, you have, eek, drop something on my laptop. You have too much I don't want to say old equity built on Thanksgiving. Like you have families like this. I travel home every year. I hate it. My family's horrible. I get into fights with my with my older so you're saying with my the uncles LA, and grandparents so about politics. The, uh, so you're saying Christmas is the LA Clippers of <laughs> having old equity. Like, like people come home. Guys. People come home for Thanksgiving and it's like, well, how was your time home with your family? Oh, I, I hated it. The airport was busy. My family, I only see them once a year and it's not a great time. And it's like, if you're going to have like a get together, you can really do it any time of the year. It's not exclusive to that time frame, but yeah. uh, that's just me hating on everything. Well, no, no, it's not. Because the thing I've always noticed about when you do family get-togethers, whether it be Thanksgiving and Christmas, they're always stressed out. It's like, oh, man, I had the longest car trip, and oh, man, I don't know if I remember bringing this food ingredient and blah, blah, blah. It's almost like, why did we even come if we're stressed? Like, that's the thing I had to figure out when Flights I— Lights were seven times too much. Yeah, it you took... could have just—you could have driven three weeks ago and saved, like, tons of money. <laughs> It took three or four Disney trips, but by the third one, I realized I don't have to be stressed out when I go to Disney World. Like, I don't have to care about the itinerary. I, I, I have other people with me to help me out. Like, it's not all on me. Like, it's in, it's like in the NBA. Like, we talk about this in the long view of things with the NBA. Oh, man, LeBron, they lost that first finals uh, when they when he joined the Heat. Well, sometimes you need a warm-up. Are you, are you talking – are you saying the NBA finals is a warm-up act? Yes. Like Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, they always flounder in the in the postseason. Well, sometimes you just need a couple shots at it to figure out how to win. You got to look at the long scheme of it, man. You know? Exactly. So let's get into some of these categories have come up with. All these Thanksgiving ones where you walk into the house and you, you know, you got the smell going when you got the. I don't know what the hell they got going. <laughs> it depends on what side of the country you're on. For me, it's usually deviled eggs. If I smell deviled eggs, I'm 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 smacking them. Uh, here's the first one. Pass the salt, please. Which one? Can you give me someone in the NBA who has a really good reason to be really salty? Who has a good reason to be salty? Team person, like someone who feels like that you know feels like that they didn't they got the short end of the stick. I'm gonna guess Memphis. Okay. As a team has the right to be salty because they are all thrust into everything with the bad atmosphere and John Morant's extracurriculars where you have Desmond Bain, who's a super good, really good player. Yeah. And he's forced to now do double duty because other people aren't holding up their end. It reminded Uh, me of remember when Shaq had the uh, toe surgery right before the regular season? 
because he was selfish, let's be real. And Kobe tried to do it by himself, and he couldn't, and they were, like, a losing team. That's what it feels like right now with the Grizzlies with Bain and, and Jaron Jackson. It's like, yes, you need all of them. You need all the pieces. You can't just – there's no dynastic teams anymore, you know? And as far as a player, I'll go with Tyler Hero because he was the center of all the trade talk. Then the, well, you're not even good enough to be part of the trade. You have no value in the league. Miami was, you know, basically stupid to sign you because the only teams who need you are Brooklyn and Toronto only because they don't have point guards. Even though Ben Simmons just came back and people forgot how good he used to be before his injuries slash mental stuff and whatever. So he's going to be salty because, you know, he's going to come in hot saying, oh, yeah, I, you think I'm, you know, terrible? You think I'm not good to do anything? And I I looked at mine more in terms of like, man, we, we got screwed. Uh, and I don't necessarily think they got screwed. I think this is just his feeling. Uh, I went with another Heat player, Jimmy Butler. You know, he went emo all of a sudden. He was talking about tampering on TikToks. <laughs> he was pretty pissed about the fact that he couldn't they couldn't get Damian Lillard. And I don't know necessarily if he wanted Tyler Hero gone or maybe they were trying to figure out a deal where Hero wasn't superstars in it. Superstars think they need other superstars to win. They do. Including Jimmy Butler. Every, the ultimate I do it by myself superstar, right? Every player is get me players, not financial stability in the future yeah so like, here's the funny thing Giannis. just I, I know we i know we probably talked about this in the milwaukee preview i just thought it was hilarious that people were like man i didn't think Giannis was like that where he would big time milwaukee's uh management and tell him you better get me a star every single player since the 1960s has done that look every at lebron larry year. fucking bird did it magic LeBron, johnson did it lebron said Trade those two first round picks. I I need players on my team now. Yeah. So you have Pat Riley and the Heat organization going, I don't know, because we need we have cap constraints and we need to pay this player and this person's gonna be off the books in two years. Jimmy Butler's like, Yeah, my window's closing. I need somebody to win now. So I can see the frustration of, yeah, Bradley Beal's coming. Yeah, Damian Lillard's coming. Well, well, who'd you get? We got absolutely nobody. We got our two top bench guys picked away. So, uh. <laughs> all right, here's the next topic, the leftovers. Now, we can go with a couple different ways with this, but this is how I went with it. Give me an NBA so, team that might pick up a lot of wins that no one expects. We're already up to the leftovers. We don't even have the main course. We don't even have no, no, carving the of the turkey. Let's just go straight. Yeah, let's just go straight. The leftovers are the best part. You do realize that some of these foods, like when they're fresh out the oven, they taste like crap. When you let it like marinate and then you reheat it, it actually tastes good. Especially will, dark meat. I'll take your take your word for that. Who is going <laughs> to be a bad team that's going to get or a team that no one expected to actually be? Oh, I can't believe they were actually not the worst team of all time. I will let you go first. Uh, Detroit. I think they're going to play hard. And they might catch some of these super teams on, quote-unquote, super teams on bad nights. You hate Portland. I do. I think they're bad. Um, who's going to get wins that are, that are terrible? The problem is there's so many, like... Who's going to get those empty calorie wins in the regular season? But what? But Charlotte, why do you think that's going to be Charlotte's going to be one of those teams where you think you could blow them off, so they're going to sneak away to, like, 30 wins. But I know what you were going to say. You were going to say that that's a problem now because there's too many 
good teams down the line in the in the standings. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say Charlotte because on paper they're like a 22 win team, but, but they can sneak out 32 because everyone's gonna be sleeping on them. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I wonder how good Brandon Miller's gonna be. You know, is he? He's not gonna get the pub that you know Wembenyama's gonna get. But well, Charlotte also needs to get rid of Gordon Hayward and perhaps Rozier, and they, they can need probably to start. Dump- they can definitely dump Hayward in February at the deadline. So they, they need to shuffle pieces around to usher in this new Mark Williams, Lonzo Ball, uh, Brandon Miller, this this new uh, core, this moving forward, as opposed to the old guard of we made an attempt and it failed. So I will say that. What's, okay. what's next? Uh, giving tanks. Uh, give me a team that needs to give it up by Christmas. We go Toronto. to the next family gathering and we're like, eh, I packed it in. Toronto, <laughs> you need to pick a direction. Wow, they, really? I believe they have a top 10 protected pick. So they're not bad enough yet to fall in that top five guaranteed area. So they either have to say we're going to be a playoff team with this we're going to, you know, we're going to sign a newbie. We're going to sign Siakam. We're going to push in. We're going to trade some chips and get rid of some future capital to make this team better. Or they just got to blow it up. And uh, I you, think you were close. It's six, top six. If it goes to seven, it goes to the Spurs. Yeah. So they need to be either really bad or be just good enough where they five without a, we'll say like a 15th, 16th pick. The new scare tactic in in NBA GM world is free agency. If you have a situation where the contracts all like, if I'm the Clippers, I'm kind of nervous because you got these player options with Kawhi and Leonard and uh, George at the same time, and then you got Harden who opted into the last year. They could all leave the next year. Uh, with Toronto, it's the same. Passes Yakum, fantastic player. Okay, probably he was all NBA a couple times. He's got. He is a straight-up free agent in the summer of 2024. It's not a player option. It's not bird rights. He can just leave. And then um, OG Ananobi is going to opt out. Uh, Trent, Gary Trent Jr., who's a decent player, he can. he's in his last year. And then Scotty Barnes could be eligible for rookie max. So you got a lot of questions there if you're Masai Ujiri. I think that was why he tried to bundle into the Harden st- or the Damian Lillard stuff. He, I think he was almost giving up before the season started. I think you're on to something. For me, it's Washington Wizards. That, that team is just... They've already tanked. They have. They, they it's, it I mean, it's like, yeah, they did it before Thanksgiving. <laughs> like, the I don't off think season they even went to, They didn't even go to the family gathering. They're like, yeah, I got something today. It's Thanksgiving. What do you have to do? Ah, uh, something. <laughs> um, are you sure it's done? Question mark. You know, like, when you look at it and you're like... Uh, I think needs to go back in the oven a little longer. Oh, what do you think? Which team or which player do you think has to work on something? Miami. They they okay. lost too much of them. To you can't just keep replacing and expecting the same results. Mm-hmm. With with Kyle Lowry, his his production has steadily decreased. So without these bench superstars to bail you out, those close games will fall the other way and. Jimmy can only do so much, but if you, unless you have the, you know, Duncan Robinson magically scoring, hitting six threes out of nowhere, you have everybody else, but there's there's nobody there to do it. 
you you either need to hope Jamie Jacquez Jr. becomes a stud early, mm-hmm. or it's going to be sort of a long season for them. It's it's um it's a team that definitely has the capital to make one more to make a move or two. I'll kind of go in a different direction with it and say. This is the team that said, oh, okay, you don't think it's done? All right, I'm going to cook it an hour longer, and now it's really going to be done. And that's the Philadelphia 76ers. They closed the book on this Harden thing. I was listening to an interview with Tyrese Maxey after they won one of their games, and I thought it was interesting. The, the, the interviewer asked, how do you feel all this going on with the James Harden stuff and Willie or won't you play? And Maxey kind of like blew it off and said, we went through this two years ago with Ben Simmons. And it kind of like made me think about it. I had to – go like backwards and realize oh my god adam think about this think of the last time the philadelphia 76ers as an organization had a normal off season or a normal regular season think about it it's that's that's the definition of the process yeah but 2018 we've 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 gone over we we don't Uh need to mention this because i we go over it all the time but keep with me here so brian colangelo's let go they do the jimmy butler trade and Butler go, is on the outs with Brett Brown, and they have to either decide between re-signing Tobias Harris or Butler, and they chose Tobias Harris. They they fire uh, Brett Brown. They bring in Doc Rivers. Ben Simmons has his his issues, and then they swing the trade for Harden, and then Harden has his issues. It just feels like it's just been a lot of dysfunction. This is the first time since probably MB became an All Star caliber player where the Sixers just don't have drama. And I just wonder if they've, now that they've cleared the palette, now that there's no, there's no question of whether or not we need to cook it some more. This is the Philadelphia 76ers. If this is a team that's going to win a championship, this is the one. That's how I feel. Okay. Uh, do you have one? Oh, you already talked about one, huh? Yeah. <laughs> just, well, just like that, the awkward silence. Uh, name a scenario in the NBA that makes you feel uncomfortable. Like the, even, the, it, could, the, it could be two players. It'll be the next extracurricular discretionary thing that happens. What do you mean? Well, you have the Miles Bridges thing, and then Miles Bridges got in trouble kind of again. And then you see pictures of him at the training camp the next day. And it's just like, okay, John Morant had a talking to him in a minor suspension, then got a much larger suspension for not doing things. And people are kind of like, Maybe it should have been longer. So I'm just going to want to have it next time somebody else gets in trouble. What's going to be the I mean, you have Kevin Porter Jr. had his thing and he's out of the league. Kevin, Kevin Porter Jr. is going to get the Michael Ray Richardson. I hate to say it that way, but it's going to be a long time before he's back in the league. He had so I know many issues. I know the girlfriend retru- tried to retract the statements. This happens all the time in in damage control, public relations. Like, oh, we're going to pay you off to try to change the story and see if we can lower the chart. It's too late. It's too late. The damage has been done. You know, talented player, but a fucking head case. Well, he also got ushered out of Cleveland his mm-hmm. first year because he of it. He literally had a contract made because he was too much of a distraction off the court. Exactly. So I think the next one that happens, people are going to be looking very closely due to the recent um, happenings, as I have said. James Harden and Russell Westbrook. It's got it's just going to be a little weird. 
at first. Because here's the thing. I bet you Russ Brook was one of the people who really pined for James Harden to go to the L.A. Clippers. I would imagine because I would agree with that. As Russell Westbrook, go to the bench now. he knows he's not the player he used to be. I think L.A. Sort of, sort of showed him that, that you are not that superstar anymore. You cannot be doing these things. And it takes a lot to go, I'm willing to sacrifice to win. Yes, I'm willing to come off the bench to win. Like Chris Paul, we had, we had mentioned, like, you're not going to be the superstar. This is Steph's team. You have to mm-hmm. fit into Steph's team. You're going on the like, best three-point shooting backcourt of all time. You're walking into it. Please do not start on our team. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you, please fit into what we have as opposed to you being what you think you are. So if they could tell Harden, you need to buy into this or we're sunk. And old age and windows closing will do that to you. So if Harden sees the writing on the wall going... I have cost myself so much trying to be me. Maybe I should just be part of the team and then we could win. Well, let's pivot this. What does Harden have to do differently? Harden's already, he's just, he's like, going to run his half court quit on... bullshit. He's going to be this regular season God where he gets a bunch of assists and it's going to allow Kawhi and George to have their DNPs and they're going to still win games. Like they're going to be good. But do you think Harden's got to change something, especially when we get to the playoffs? He has to buy into everything. Harden's allowed to have a bad game because you have Kawhi, who will lock down Devin Booker. You have Paul George, who will. Dude, I couldn't believe this. Paul George is top 10 in scoring right now. He looks good. Because they're healthy, which never Mm -hmm. happens. So you have players matched up on other people, on other teams. If Harden just is going to pout and be, I don't want to play. You're not passing me the ball enough. Like, Kawhi doesn't want to take 50 shots a game. Russell Westbrook knows how to play with Harden and knows he can defer because he knows his shot isn't there and he's not the player he used to be. So it just takes Harden buying into this for the first time. Um, The embarrassing uncle. We all got one where they're like, oh, did you? And they start talking about all the conspiracy theories they read on Facebook. And then they start just rattling off stupid untruths. Give me a team or a player that is... That just stumbles out the gate. The Knicks are just the constant. But we still love them, If they stumble out of the gate, we're we're still the champions. We got Dante DiVincenzo. He's the missing piece. We are now going to go to the final. It's like, no, you're not. Stop having these delusional. But here's here's the key. Everybody wants. We were the greatest team in the 80s and 90s. Everyone wants to come and play in New York. Uh, (laughs) Who have you gotten? But he's still your uncle, okay? So the Knicks are still a playoff team, right? You just accept their the fans and their irrationalities. Uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers are struggling to start, but they're they're talented. I know they had some injuries to start with Jared Allen and um, Darius Garland, but like I just uh, like I think they're going to be good. I'll give you another one, Zion Williamson. Like I just like every time I see him not have a DNP or get into the news for some some discourse where he doesn't want to play hard, it like pisses me off so much. But then he plays and you remind yourself, oh yeah, he's really good. <laughs> it almost like vindicates all the hatred you have for him, you know. King of the couch. Like who is the one who's like they actually get there probably a half hour early just to make sure they LeBron. get the mode. Uh, why? Why? Like because of his age. There? Okay, it, but, but like, but still, but like, LeBron James and the Lakers are not in prime position. 
Like they're that's not a prime not... position, but at his age, he is still top in anybody's list, a top ten player in the league. He's the still. oldest player in the NBA currently. He's the oldest player, and he's still top ten. And some would even put him in like top seven or five. So, it, like Rick Flair, in order to be the man, you have to beat the man. He's been there for so long. He's still sitting center of the couch, and Steph Curry is right next to him. Um, for me, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Jalen Brown just got the richest contract in the league. Jason Tatum's going to be right behind him, and uh, their team is absolutely goddamn dominant. Like, that could change. That could change. But right now, they're in a really good spot. I'll just put it that way. They are the talk of the town in the NBA. Like, they, this is the type of team with enough stars around them where it's like, oh, my God, it would take a horrific injury to one of these people <laughs> in order for the Celtics to not go to the NBA finals. Uh, would you agree with that or – Anything could happen in the NBA, so who knows? Especially the West. So it's going to be hard though when Jason Tatum gets the the super the veteran supermax. That's when it's going to get really really difficult. But that's not this season. That's next season. Leave the cooking to me. Like you got, they got the apron. They are ready to go. In fact, they 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 can multitask. Like they got it all figured out. Like you got a player or a team where you're like, all right, it's their time. No, but I have a, a an opposite of that. Okay. I have a too many cooks in the kitchen. What's that? Uh, leave the cooking to me. I, I will go with maybe the Brooklyn Nets, who finally righted the ship. Who well, now have stability. Scorers. But they have a team. You have Johnson. You have Bridges. You have Nick Claxton as a, a defensive, probably first, second team defensive player this year. Uh-huh. As opposed to the disarray they had what, two years ago. Oh, man, with the Kyrie Irving, uh, uh, yeah, that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even, you know, once they bounce back from the, the Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett trades and everything, you have Kyrie, you you manage to go all in. You get Kyrie, James Harden, and Kevin Durant, and it falls apart immediately. So now they have a stable, bland team. Not They're not wowing anybody, but they are solid. They're smooth. They're not surprising anyone. It's just... Nice par for the course. Uh, for me, so. it's Tyrese. I think it's Tyrese Halliburton with the Pacers. I think Halliburton is going to start a streak, and he actually would have done it had he had enough games to be eligible. But I, I think Halliburton's going to go on a streak now where he is the league leader in assists for like four straight years. It's his time. So on the flip side, I have a too many cooks in the kitchen category. Okay. Hmm. I don't want to say Phoenix yet because I haven't seen him in full form. The Clippers are going to be really weird. It's going to be a good team, but they're going to be really weird. I'm going to go Utah and uh, half of Oklahoma City. Okay. Utah just piled assets and they have players, but none of them look like they're going to be – they're not going to move the needle. Well, we have 27 first-round picks, but you just had three picks this year. And none of those guys look like they're cornerstone material. They're they're solid pieces. Oklahoma City. Well, we also have 47 picks. You also are going to come up on a salary crunch in two years. So you can't afford to pay the team you have now. What are you going to do adding a top three pick? You have to now jettison Chet Holmgren when he if he commands a rookie max. Because yeah. you just gave one to Josh Giddy. You have a super max to SGA. So what are you going to do? You can't. Keep saying you need to sort of push, and Utah is just like you look at their roster. It's like they're decent players. 
Colin Sexton, he's good, but they're not bad. Not yeah. yeah, they're not bad, but they're not good. Yeah, I'll give you one that's also bad. Uh, the Houston Rockets, because they had that cap room for days, and they used it to get Dylan Brooks and Fred VanVleet, who are veterans who want to hog, who want to, you know, they want to have the ball a lot. But you also have Jalen Green, who's got potential, and you got Alperen Shengun, who is a really nice player, and Shengun and Green, their contracts will be up at the same time, so they're going to be in a weird kerfuffle. <laughs> in about two years where they got to make a choice of like, are we going to just keep going with like having veterans on like, like an overpay to get them to come here on a bad to middling team? Or do we need to look to the future and start paying our rookie guys? Like, you know, it's um, uh, it, just too many. Just, it, that's just an example of too many coasts in the kitchen. For we me. got two more. Let's get yes. to it. Uh, don't mind if I do. So uh, who's the one in your family where like the moment they go in, they're just diving in. They don't even, they don't even ask for someone to cut it first. <laughs> I, I don't even don't know. You don't know. Okay. So who's hogging it up? Who is basically in their situation at whatever team or whatever organization when they're just like, it's mine. It's all mine. All right. Masai Ujiri. Okay. They want championship. He has done nothing to this roster. There's always rumors that he might make this trade. He might do this and nothing happens. And the team is just sort of crumbling. It is it. The turkey has dried out. He's just sitting there. You do going, not. We saw this with Dan Gilbert with the Cavs. You do not want to be stuck holding all your cards in the deck when the game is over. You and that's what he kind of is doing right now. And it's like, well, you need to do something. You do nothing. It, we, the same thing. You have Chicago, like standing pat is not the way to do it in the NBA anymore. It used to be. Not anymore. Every you can't stand pat when everyone else is going all in, and you're just like, well, we got our pieces. Well, if you have the the Bulls who have a players only meeting after the first game about how bad they were, <laughs> that's not good. All right, who's yours? Jalen Brunson. So, if Julius Randle doesn't figure out a way to just be more of an omnipresent player, and if RJ Barrett is just gonna like accept the fact that he's this well paid like sidekick, Brunson's gonna take over Manhattan, and it's gonna be his team. He kind of already is at that point now, especially when they went to the second round of the playoffs where he was probably the best player on the team. But it's getting to a point where it's like, is Julius Randle expendable? You know, that kind of thing where they might Mm -hmm. move it around. And also remember, Brunson didn't sign like a super long contract, so he could actually opt out in 25. So he's going to get veteran max again if he looks like what he looks like right now. So just long story short. Jalen Brunson is taking over that franchise. Uh, Stick a fork in it. Give me a topic that you've heard so many times that you just want to get this over with early in the season. Free agency. I don't care who's a free agent two years, three years from now. I don't want to hear about Mitchell. What's going to happen? He he only has three years left. Well, Embiid only has two years left. What are we going to – they have to do a trade now because he's going to be gone too. No, just play the season you're at now. I don't want to hear – who New York's going to be interested in 2025. Yeah. Yeah. You know why? Cause I'm looking like, I'm not even going to bore you with the names in 2025. Cause it's a long list. Here's the truth. None of them will be available. None of them. Jimmy Butler, Brandon Ingram, Jason Tatum, Donovan Mitchell, Paul George, Jamal Murray, Jalen Brunson. None of them will be available. Cause they're going to sign max deals next summer. Anyway, look at the, look at the class coming up. Paul George and Kawhi Leonard with uh, the player options. Okay. That's interesting. OG Ananobi, interesting. Emmanuel Quickly as a restricted free agent, interesting. Pascal Siakam. After that, nothing. Like, 
it dries up so fast that like the the GMs want to get their work done ahead of the game. So the free agency, it's not free agency that's the hot market. It's the trade market that's hot. Like, that's really where you actually have to make the moves. And we already saw it with, you know, Bradley Beal in Phoenix and Damian Lillard with Milwaukee and, you know, the Harden deal in L.A. Like, you got to do it through the trades. But to kind of – and it kind of coincides with that. I am so tired of the discourse of, like, there's no more great teams. There's no more super teams. Here's the truth. In one specific, it's very much like the NFL now. In one specific season, you can build an awesome team. But here's the trick, Adam. It can't last longer than a year or two. Oh, like the LA Rams? Yeah, but here's the thing. What this is what I'm trying to say. Like the Celtics, I don't want to say they got lucky getting Drew Holiday, okay? I don't want to say that. You know, because I think Robert Williams III is a good player. And I think losing Grant Williams sucked. But they are a dominant team if they are fully healthy with Tatum, Brown, Porzingis, Holiday, and then White and Horford off the bench. That's an incredibly good team. Are they going to be great in 2025 and 2026? Probably not because they're going to have to shed some of those contracts, but, and also they're going to be, you know, they're going to, they're going to have the, they're going to have the target on their back. But for that one year, they could be great. They could be a 57 of 60 win team and win the All championship. All we care about is this year. Right. Uh, like the Denver Nuggets looked dominant. Did they look dominant going into the season? No. Were people talking about Denver as a super team going into the 23 season? No. Did they look like it when the season was over? Yes. Well, is that all that matters, Adam? Uh, isn't it? All, isn't June all that matters? Like, why are we talking about stuff that – why are we talking about this discourse over and over again when the season starts? Like, man, none of these teams look good. I'm like, did you see the results when they played six months later? They look pretty good to me. You know, I think we just get so far ahead. It's almost like we want to be bored. It's like the Warriors and the Lakers and the Bulls bored us, where it's like we just want to know who's great. And it's like, man, sometimes it's about the journey. Why don't we just look and find out who's great, you know? And the league is kind of built that way where you need to you, – you can build the equity for that one season, but you got to play through it and you got to figure out how good you can really be. You can't just take – like entire months off anymore that's over all right sounds good so for andrew reach i'm adam murray have a good one happy thanksgiving